0: back to Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor and as always we're joined by Josh. Josh how are you doing this fine fine Friday buddy?
1: Oh Trevor my friend it is good to hear from you. I've missed our chats however I am not doing well from the gambling side of things. Things have been really really rough ever since Sunday. Again I stabbed myself and shot myself in the foot. And You've worked I, yourself into quite a little skid. I have, and I I I did what I said I shouldn't do and I would never do again. And that was I
0: doubled down on MSU live. And it hurt me very badly. Well, I don't want to spend too much time talking about your, your pain and suffering. You know, we'll get to that when we get to that in the Detroit sports update segment here. I'm just happy to hear from you, man. Hopefully outside of the gambling world, you're staying safe and and living well out there i however i'm doing fantastic um soon as 60 degree hits on the the fucking thermometer out here in michigan i'm out on the golf course that's right uh, i was able to play a few times this week looking forward to to spending all of my free time golfing Trev, um what's what's our number at right now i'm currently at five it'll be six five. today uh seven and, or seven and eight are probably gonna come this weekend so there we go. There we go. <laughs> It'll be – we're going to – I think I think the overs – look. if you were in overs better with, with us, I think you're looking pretty pretty okay yeah? so far. I like to I hear mean, that. I'm, yeah. thinking, I'm thinking 30 rounds by May, you know, <laughs> weather permitted. All of it's walking, so we'll, we'll see. But anyway, Josh, I want to introduce everybody to a brand new segment here. It's going to be called the Gambling Roundtable. So Josh and I realized that we spent a lot of time just kind of like suffering from talking about our gambling losses. <laughs> so we figured it'd be a beautiful way to like put it all together and seal it up into one nice little package for everybody here. So without further ado, Josh, I want to start the gambling round table by starting talking about the players championship that's going on this weekend. For those of you who are not golfers or golf fans or haven't won or lost a lot of money betting on the sport yet, the Players is considered oftentimes the fifth major. It's a pretty big event. Usually, it's like there's 50 players. Usually, the the, the top 50 players in the world are almost always playing in it. Um, it's usually pretty electric. The odds on it were fucking crazy, and chaos yeah. has already started. I placed. I bet on 10 different people for this. Wow. <laughs> How's uh how how are you looking so far on the Players? I know you dabbled into uh, some PGA betting. I have I have
1: to say I have dabbled a little bit. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh, the only thing I got going for me this weekend is I need Dustin Johnson to really turn it around and finish in the top five this weekend. That's all I need from him.
0: That's all I got going for me on the golf side for the players. I took that super boost as well. Um, I also took Rory a couple of different times, and Rory had a disastrous day today. day <laughs> um, He's probably... He's, he's plus seven. Oof. Um, Oof. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's still way better than I'd shoot at even a local Muni course, but still, like, that's tough. Caught a few guys... I cashed out early on a lot of my FanDuel, but it's just because I was like, there's no way hardly any of these guys are going to come back. So that was... Like um looking at it right now I'm looking, I have the uh leaderboard pulled up Rory um not looking great Ricky Fowler not looking great Tony Finau not looking great um my boy fucking Tommy Fleetwood looking <laughs> not really great uh yeah Bryson DeChambeau not looking Great. I didn't pull out of him. I think he's still got a little bit of time left. There we go. Market Bryson. John Rahm. Not, no. Not looking great. Uh yeah, pretty much everybody who I saw the board and thought that I understood didn't didn't pull too well. But the good news is the first day of any golf tournament doesn't mean shit. Really? Well, I mean, it doesn't mean shit as long as you are like in somewhat contention. Like if you're within 10 strokes so what of the leader, Roy? What Rory, about Roy? he's, he's, he's fucked. <laughs> he's, he's done. Uh, it doesn't mean, shit, I want to rephrase that. It doesn't mean shit as long as you're within 10 strokes of the leader, which does cut out on the majority of people I bet on this weekend, but that's okay. We're going to keep rolling. Um, the fun part about betting on golf is that on Sunday morning, if you wake up before the tournament begins, the, uh, you know, the, the, top four players usually still have like plus like positive odds so you know let's just say hypothetically that i don't know lee westwood's in the mix there maybe you can get him at plus 800 on sunday and if he wins on sunday you know you could have got him for like plus 4800 if you bet him on thursday but getting him at plus 800 you can at least recuperate some of your losses yeah, definitely. It's only a strategy I use when trying to bet golf. I've gotten lucky a lot of here. Um, and it looks like the players might be my day of reckoning, which is fair. You know, I've made a lot of money on the PGA so far this year. And it hasn't even really got going yet. So Not at all. We got the Masters coming up soon. I'm I'm looking oh forward to that. Oh, my God. The Masters are the gateway into, like, summer. I yep. cannot possibly be more excited for Masters someday. Neither can I. So, Josh, on top of branching out from your traditional sports and, you know, you went to golf, you also started to dabble and play a little bit more in hockey. I did. The, all- the All-Star Game went on in the NBA this um, this past weekend, so there's the All-Star break. You, Yo. had, you, had to, you had to dig deep, reach outside your comfort zone. How'd that go for you?
1: It kicked me in the ass. I, I got I, I didn't have anything to do. Monday or Tuesday, because there was hardly any college basketball because all the Power Five conferences were having their uh, end of the season tournaments this weekend. I didn't have any NBA because it didn't start till Wednesday, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna dabble in hockey a little bit. Nope. Monday night <laughs> down down thirty five dollars. Tuesday night, oh, I'm a rebound eh, down twenty five dollars. I'm like, all right. Last night, I think I did. I think I stopped. I didn't do any NHL. Um, however, tonight <clears throat> I saw that my beloved Detroit Red Wings were putting a nice ass whooping on
0: those Tampa Bay Lightning. Hey hey, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into the wing talk here in a little bit when we get to the Detroit Sports Update segment. Okay, here. okay. I, I don't want to really talk about your treacherous ass until we get to that point. There's uh there's a couple of tweets, a couple of texts that uh <laughs> That kind of paint you in a negative light, there. but we're going to save that for then. Outside of the wings, which obviously you know, pro wing podcast here, is there anything else, any other like crazy bad, anything other in the NHL that you really want to really want to highlight?
1: I just like to say that I'd really like Johnny Goudreau to get a point the next parlay that I put him in because he killed me tonight and he took
0: $35 away from me. Johnny Gaudreau has fucked me many times this year. He's always been the last guy because he's a fucking point-per-game player. Yeah. I know that that's the advice that you also got, and it wasn't, it, for me. It is. It wasn't for from me. wasn't from one of our hockey experts. One of our hockey experts who we need to have back here soon to defend himself, but he's been giving some slightly poor advice. Um, and I guess Patrick Kane is another guy who's been just fucking me over mm-hmm. because he seems to score a bunch of fucking goals. And every time I bet on him to score a goal, he just doesn't do that. Yeah, same here. Same here. I bet on that uh, odds boost the other night for his 1,000th yep. game or something. Uh, Yes. Yep. And, and there was another one uh, for Barstool Lansing in Chicago on Thursday. Uh, it was plus 1,001 since it was his 101st game. If Chicago won and he scored a goal, he had two fucking assists again. The kicker, Ox, buddy. Oh, my God. Was there a max bet for that? I didn't see that. 50 bucks. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and Chicago won pretty handedly they and, he did. and he had two points pretty terrible that's tough that's really really tough yeah Josh I think that just kind of foils us Every, everything trickles back to the same line we've been saying since the end of football we need football back to bet um all these other sports have been very fun to watch I am the biggest fan of the NHL but Fuck is it goddamn impossible? Um it's so we, we, we hard. teased we teased the wings a little bit, like that just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like throw your stat books out of the fucking out of the room, it just doesn't add up. No. Um, but I do think I do think I have a little bit of a of a leg up. I discovered a new theory tonight embedding in, in the NHL. And it's pretty simple. Just take the most likely teams to cover and put them in a parlay. <laughs> to cover <laughs> so covering minus one and a half puck line is terrible i've been seeing teams i'm like oh these guys will probably only lose by a goal and i threw them into a parlay and i won like 50 bucks tonight so like i'm pretty happy about that um that a boy. i'm gonna keep trying this out i'm gonna keep sacrificing my own money for you guys our, our our beautiful listeners hopefully it keeps working hopefully we can i can start using that for for picks you know hopefully, we can start making you guys some some great money. But that being said, Josh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Always bet responsibly. Always bet within your means and you know, try and have some fun with it. We haven't exactly been having fun with it. But betting Not responsibly is always fun. So, Josh, we've teased this around enough. Let's hop into our premier segment, Detroit Sports Update. Josh, I want to go ahead and start with the Pistons. Let's do it. What's going on in the state of Detroit basketball? Let's see. The Pistons just had their first game back from the All Star break.
1: They lost. Classic. Uh, they did cover against the Memphis Grizzlies. They lost one hundred five to one hundred two. Good teams cover. Great teams win. Good point. I believe it's good teams winning. Great teams cover. However. Sure. Uh, whatever, whatever floats your boat, whatever you're feeling that day. Um, so yeah, uh, Jeremy Grant had 32 points. Not much else to say there. Go Pistons.
0: I mean, I feel like same thing with all of these rebuilding Detroit teams. As long as there's a good amount of fight, I don't really care if they win or lose. Oh, it's just, plenty I, of fight from this team. I want to just watch a good game. I want to, I want to see them compete. And I, it sounds like the Pistons keep doing that. Pretty happy. Absolutely. With that. Any updates on the Lions side? Uh, Let's see. Yeah, so
1: some big news pertaining to the Lions. Lions chose not to franchise tag star wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Now, he is a free agent. He's eligible to sign anywhere. This was somewhat of a shock to me. Uh, we'll get your input on that, Trevor. And then one other update, Justin Coleman, uh, star, uh, I, I don't know if I'd say star, one of our better cornerbacks from last season has been cut. He was one of Bob Quinn's signings. Um, Jesse James has also been cut. He was probably by far and away Bob Quinn's most, terrible free agent signing four years 22 million he had two touchdowns in 32 games (laughs) he was atrocious Um, Lions look like they're entering a full blown rebuild and it looks like they're rolling with the squad that they got they want these kind of cheaper contracts they want to be able to when the time is right I think strike in free agency so but good lord this this Lions team is gonna be bad uh i would probably say a bottom three team next year am i still gonna hammer them money line every game absolutely
0: see josh i i'm gonna go back and start with the the Kenny galladay information so we were dead ass wrong uh the time that we recorded we we fully expected kenny to get the franchise tag we talked about it extensively in this segment on Tuesday's show naturally on Tuesdays and the information came out. So fuck us. First of all, I just want to say, why wouldn't he not be franchise tagged the day that our show comes out? Secondly, though, I kind of like it. At first I was, I was, it was, it was a punch in the gut. I was like, what the fuck? And then I remembered that we offered him $18 million and term and he turned it down. So if you don't want to be here, go fuck yourself. And I think that that's the attitude that this this Detroit Lions team and this De- more importantly, this Detroit Lions front office is gonna have. And you're seeing that by them cutting, you know, the guys they've been cutting and all that kind of stuff. Well,
1: been- I
0: I think that's kind of more
1: so due to just the the financial uh, struggles because I believe going into the season, the Lions only had seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cap space. And so they really needed to just cut guys to free up that cap space because there's so many pieces that they needed to fill on this team. And between the draft and free agency, they can't do that with seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cap space.
0: No, I mean, that's a very that's a very, very valid point. Um and I don't really have an argument to that. You're right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm more it's so good. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like the idea of if, you know, offering Kenny 18 mil a year, him saying no and us being like, all right, fine, whatever, fuck off. I like that. Well, I think some of it
1: also had to do with just there's so much uncertainty here. J- Jared Goff's now his quarterback. That's a significant uh downgrade in my opinion from matt stafford do you I think, think God, do you think kenny goes and tries to sign out in la I'm gonna say no because I don't think they have the cap space between I think Jalen Ramsey I think Martin Jones Jr. is out in LA. Yeah but he's, he's Kenny's gonna demand eighteen Marvin well, I, yeah you, I, I know marvin, I know
0: but I'm saying like I I don't know man, you can thought, pay
1: you can yeah. pay marvin somewhere between seven and eleven million I don't know what his salary was this year, but I think if that's you're he, feels if he's right. Getting, yeah. If he's getting somewhere in between there, he's not but that's not Kenny Galladay money. Kenny Galladay is a wide receiver one, no questions asked.
0: That man deserves to be paid 18 to 20 million dollars. And I wow. think he's gonna get it. I don't want to speculate too much because we don't have the time for it tonight, and also we're not to that point in the NFL season yet. But as of today, free agents can sign, so it could happen at any given point. Where do you yes, where do you see him going? Where do you think a good fit is? I think that he might end up signing uh like so a team like the Eagles. Like the Eagles need a star, a star receiver. They have cap space. I don't think that he would sign there from like a, you know, a contending team perspective. But if he's concerned about money, I could see, you know, we've seen some Lions guys go over to the Eagles and find decent success there. I wouldn't be the most surprised, and the Eagles. I mean, they they fired their head coach. So they've got some turnover going there, and you no, know, they were in the Super Bowl fucking three years or three or four years ago. So, like, I don't know. I I think the Eagles are a team that that stands out to me a little bit there. Anything that kind of jumps off the page to you? Do you think maybe maybe the Saints? That'd be scary with fucking Michael Thomas and Kenny Galladay. Um. Uh, the Saints are like $108 million over the cap. I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. I, was just, okay. I was just like theorizing. Hypothetically, it'd be horrifying for Kenny Galladay to be on the Saints. I'm going to say Kenny Galladay signs with Jacksonville. Oh, that's kind of out there. What, uh, what leads you to think that? I think there's a lot of appeal
1: um, to that defense. Uh, it's a young defense, but it's a very talented defense. They are going to be having a star quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson. There, DJ Chark. You know, there's some weapons down there in Jacksonville.
0: Uh, they've got
1: plenty of cap space. Why not? Why not
0: Jacksonville? Okay, I didn't honestly wouldn't have thought of that, but I like I like where your heads at. I'm a little concerned though about Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if he's going to be like the NFL player that everyone thinks that he might be. I think that guys in the NFL do better when they have to face a lot of adversity. I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence hasn't faced any adversity ever, (laughs) but um, you know, when you win that much and you dominate people that much, I think the NFL is going to be a real wake up call to him. Uh, Joey Burrow, I mean, he faced a ton of adversity younger, like younger in his career. But, you know, I don't I don't know if he his season was cut short. So, you know, it's not fair. I'm going to scratch the whole point. Just everyone delete that from your personal memory. We're going to keep it in here so you can remember to delete that. But, yeah, never mind. I just don't know if Trevor Lawrence is the guy because I like quarterbacks that have had to lose a little bit. I think it makes winning a little bit better for them.
1: That's fair. All right. I think that's enough Lions talk for now. Trevor, how about you uh give us the little Tigers update? You know, given that we are the heart and soul of Detroit Tigers sports radio and
0: gambling. Oh, of course, man. I mean, we are known to be the number one Tigers betting podcast in the city of Detroit, probably all of Michigan. Um, and yeah, man, we are just under three weeks until opening day. April 4th against the Cleveland Indians. I have seen some ESPN updates. We recently lost a game 10 to one. That That's a tough one. But as a Detroit sports fan, I'm accustomed to those kind of blowouts. So it wasn't too bad for me. Um, other than that, man, like it's spring training. They're still holding their own. Um, I've actually watched a little bit of this. I'm, I'm getting pretty excited about them, man. Like I, I, I don't think that this is gonna be a good team. But I don't think it's gonna be the worst team. And like that's something, right? Like I feel I feel like if we can make our way to Comerica Park this summer, which I think that we're gonna be able to without a doubt. Having a few beers and watching the Tigers will be a good experience. Won't be the best experience. It won't be winning necessarily, but it'll be fun. And I think that's about all you can ask for on a team that's this deep into a rebuild. Yeah, the Tigers, there's a lot of optimism there, you
1: know, a lot of young players, uh Matt Manning, Casey Mize, Spencer Torkelson, Isaac Padrès or Padres, I think it's Padrès. Um a lot, a lot of a lot of young guys coming up throughout the system. So AJ Hinch, hopefully he's a terrific manager and it's, it's phenomenal that he's here in Detroit and that we were able to get him after his scandal with the Houston Astros. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what kind of the Tigers have uh, kind of moving forward. Uh, I'm excited. I miss Tigers baseball. I didn't think I'd say that, but
0: well, we are the number one Tigers uh, betting yeah. podcast. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm not I, too surprised it, that you say you miss Tigers baseball. Uh, there's just something about falling asleep to a
1: 10:30 game, you know. I agree. It does the, it uh, does hit a little bit different out uh, out on the West Coast. You know, watching the Tigers take on the Colorado Rockies.
0: I I couldn't be more here for it. Actually, have you have you been to Coors Field before out in Denver? I, I have not it's pretty sweet man it's pretty sweet but oh. speaking about other teams in baseball which is a little bit outside of the Detroit sports update agenda but I'm going to throw it in here for you anyway the Texas Rangers of the MLB are the first yep. team to allow 100% capacity at a game since a year ago yesterday so a year ago March 11th 20 oh so March 11th 2020 is when all sports basically got kiboshed. The Texas Rangers are the first team since then. How do you feel about that, Josh? It gets me pretty fucking juiced. Yeah, it definitely
1: gets me excited. I'm really glad to hear that. I think sports are a completely different, you know, I I almost think it's an entirely different sport without fans. And and I've read articles and watched videos on the players talking about it, especially in college, you know, college basketball, the fans and, and the student sections are what make those, you know, home games, home games. And I've, you know, heard players say, Hey, you know, this isn't basketball, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel real without the fans because, you know, you've grown up your whole life playing with fans. And I think it's just, it's, it's a really exciting thing to see. I really hope to see, you know, other States, other, you know, franchises. I think the Mavericks are going to start getting to full capacity soon. I, I just, I just hope to see, you know, more and more fans come back to watch the game that they love.
0: Yeah, man, I agree completely. I mean, obviously, our our number one priority is everyone staying safe. I feel like that goes without saying. But provided everyone can stay safe, I I think that it's a fantastic opportunity. And to see, you know, to, to hear that their teams are taking those steps is just, it's so reassuring. I feel like we all got, you know, a little downtrodden over the course of this pandemic. And to see that sense of normalcy return, man, it's exciting. So I'm here for it. I'm here for the Tigers. We're here for the Tigers. I I mean fuck yeah. Like, let's let's just fucking go. Like let's do it. Super excited about it. And speaking about me being super excited, Josh, our beloved Detroit Red Wings put on a performance tonight. They did. They beat the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning 6 to 4 at one point They're up five to two. And that might not sound like a lot to anybody, but they were beating a real team five to two convincingly. I haven't seen this kind of performance of the Detroit Red Wings in some time. Um, Specifically, they haven't had a three goal first period since 2018. That's three years ago. Wow. And they haven't beat the Tampa Three Bay Lightning years. in regulation since 2015. Six years ago. Dylan Larkin scored the game-winning goal in that game the last time that they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in regulation. And it was his fourth NHL, NHL goal ever in his 10th NHL game. He's now the wow. captain of, of the Wings. It was six years ago. So to see them put on that kind of show was pretty exciting. And to think about it on the gambling perspective – Vegas hates the Red Wings so much that they were plus 115 to cover plus one and a half puck line. They were plus like 450 originally to win this game. I didn't quite have the balls to take them money line because I've lost a lot of money on the Detroit Red Wings this year. <laughs> but I took them to cover because I was like, oh my God, to cover plus one and a half anytime a team's that far, you know, in the positive on the the plus side of the the puck line. You got to hammer them. So I did. They won, which made me feel good. And Josh, this is actually where you get to be a bit treacherous here. What the fuck, man? Yeah, so I decided
1: to kind of dip my toes into the NHL live gambling waters. And I saw that my Red Wings were kicking the ass of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I was like, hey, that's a good Tampa Bay squad. The wings suck. They're terrible, so, yeah. So I saw it get to 4-2, and I was like, should I take a minus 1.5? Or I'm sorry, plus 1.5? I was talking to our hockey expert, Gunner, mm. And Gunner goes, yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. Then the wings scored. Then it was 5-2. I was like, you know what? All right. So I go back. I, I look at it. I sprinkled some money line. They were plus 310. I was like, the wings suck. They're, they're
0: going to blow a three-goal lead. They'll find oh, a way. I'm going to pause you right there. Without consulting our quote-unquote expert gunner, I, can, I, I, I like looked at myself in the mirror and I had the same thought. I said, you know what? A three-goal lead is the scariest lead in hockey. It's the easiest to blow. Oh, of these course. Wings, and these wings they are terrible. These wings are terrible. And those lightning are good i saw plus 310 as well and i was like man that's a lock and because i said to myself that's a lock i was like that's not a lock so i walked away i was like Good i'm gonna man. be a fan of Good the detroit man. rowings i needed them to win from my own spiritual freedom and see i wanted And it. i left i left that money on the table because i was like you know what <laughs> if they win it'll probably be by one goal which means my original bet will hit which means I'll make money on this game and i get to see the wings score a bunch of goals and i get to see the wings look like a real hockey team <laughs> i don't need anything more than that like i'm not going to get greedy in this world and josh that's where you got greedy and see, i'm disappointed I, yep. because i i i don't really tweet that much from my personal account and i still tweeted i was like what the fuck's going on with these detroit red wings and you responded to me go bolts go lightning go fuck you first of all and then again i texted in one of our group messages i was like josh i didn't even say josh i just said holy fuck are you guys watching the wings and you said i fucking hate jonathan bernier yeah you just let them score have you not seen the suffering i've had to go through as a hockey fan this season last season I and you have Trevor. the audacity. in the best game they've played I fucking saw three value. years. You are just fucking shitting on our own Detroit. We're the Detroit. I saw value. We're, we're in the Detroit sports update. We're Motor City bets. We're fucking in Detroit. And you're going to take an arch nemesis in the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: I just can't, Josh. I saw value at plus 310 because I knew the wings sucked. I ended up getting the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus two and a half. So they covered, still made a little bit of money. I just saw value. But you That's made it dirty. That's I was going for. It's like you betting on Michigan. It's like you betting on Michigan. You just fucking. I didn't bet on them. I didn't do that odds boost for them to win the tournament. Way
0: to go. <laughs> <laughs> like Good job. Yeah. What do you support your own team? proud of you. Sweet. I just, you know, at some point, Josh, like, how do you look yourself in the mirror? Betting on the Lightning?
1: Betting on Michigan?
0: They're a good team. That's just disgusting, man. I see value. Speaking of things that are disgusting, though, I I just, I think that it's time. We've been putting this off this whole show. Yep. I think it's time that we talk about our beloved Michigan State Spartans. Oh, boy. What do you got for us, Josh? All
1: right. Well, update. We suck. Um, We got steamrolled by Maryland after kicking their ass for the first 10 minutes of the game. Um, uh, Michigan State still uh considered a lock for the tournament i don't believe they're one of the last four teams in. they should get a bye and play on thursday or friday Uh,
0: i think we're going to be 11 seed is what i saw from espn i I think i I think
1: seed i'm seeing between nine and eleven um i don't hate that um who knows what kind of team we're going to get moving forward I saw a quote on Twitter. Tom Izzo said it best. He says, I don't really think this team is good at anything. We can't beat anyone. We can beat anyone that we have a small margin for error." And I think that's a hundred percent true. Aaron Henry needs to play. Well, you need, I would say three guys to step up between Gabe Brown, uh, Joey Hauser, Rocket Watts, there. Uh, who else could there be? You know, maybe AJ Hoggard, Josh Langford. Um, it, you just need more um, from those guys. So we have to sit and wait. The team's going to be quarantining in Indianapolis till Sunday when they find out you know who, who they're going to be facing and what region they're in, and then they'll move hotels or change floors, and then. Then the then the big dance starts. Um see Josh, I
0: do have a I do have kind of a hot take here about Light on this. me. Late on me. So first of all, I do want to give a little bit of credit to Malik Hall. He stepped up yes. big. Uh it was a little bit too little too late, but the fact that he was able to put the team on the on his shoulders there, I thought that was impressive. And it's positive. I, I I'm, th- I'm gonna Oh, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Uh, Just really quick. I think that was a really big game for him,
1: even though uh, we did get stomped. um, I love Malik Hall. I love his game. Yep. Um, I I think he needs, for some reason, I just feel like I don't see him on the court often, or he's not making an impact. I want to see him making an impact like he did today. I'd love to see Aaron Henry and him, you know, Aaron Henry going for, 18 and 6 and 6 and Malik Hall going for 14 and 8 rebounds you know it's just I'd like to see more out of Malik Hall I think this was a great game for his confidence and hopefully he yep. you know kind of rides that into the tournament uh, I'll let you continue though
0: yeah and I, I agree with you completely I, I, confidence was a big thing for me there with him um, another thing another another positive that it might have looked a little bit negative but Aaron Henry and Josh Langford were getting into it with the players on the court at the time, like during the game. And you can look at this one of two way, or yeah, one of two ways. You can say like, Oh my God, these guys were arguing with each other and getting pissed at each other and all that other stuff. Or you can look at it, These guys are so passionate and, and, and so like such a good team, like not team isn't not a good team is in <laughs> talent wise or record wise, but a good team is in a well-coached team and a team that knows what they need to do. And to see those those like those like leaders start to lead, I think is really encouraging moving forward. Um, but my hot take, Josh, and this is really where the take goes from just a take to a hot take here, is I think that Michigan State has been playing these games where they win a really emotionally important game. Then they come out flat and get their dick stomped. And then they win one or two emotionally important games and they get their dicks kicked in. And it's a cycle like that. And you know what? We beat Michigan, which is an emotionally charged game. Your dicks kicked in by Maryland. I think that I would rather us play our best basketball in the big dance than I would in the Big Ten tournament. I would have preferred to beat Maryland, of course. I don't think it would have been good for the mentality of Michigan State to have to play Michigan again. I think that they can be like, you know what, that Maryland team, we lost to fouls, like horrible officiating game. We didn't play great, but we also never really got a chance because there was 40 fucking fouls called against us. They go ahead and beat Maryland they go into Michigan and Michigan fires on all cylinders and just smokes them. They're going to have no confidence going into the tournament. Whereas now they the rest that they haven't had, and they can be like, you know what, like that's more of a fluke loss than like a real loss. And so I think that they're going to be able to take that. I think Izzo's going to be able to coach into that a little bit and play to these guys' like abilities. And I'm, I don't know, man, I'm a little bit optimistic. But I'm, like for me, I'm like ha- If Michigan State can make the Sweet 16 this year, that's a win in my book. Do you, wh- where do you think a, a, a proper win is for them?
1: For this team. Yeah, I would say Sweet Sweet is a huge win. Um, I can't remember if this was a stat I made up or I heard from someone. It, what was it? Oh, it was the last time Michigan State lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. They went to the Final Four that year. Oh, very interesting take. I'm um, going to be honest. I don't think MSU can put together four or five games where they play basically flawless basketball. They, I don't it. think it's possible at all. But They did it three times in a row, I would say, with Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio State. And then after that, they kerplunked against Maryland on the road. So I don't know what to expect out of this team. Uh, but, yeah, I would say Sweet 16 is a, a success for this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, just trying to level set, level set like actual expectations – Sweet sixteen, happy. Round of thirty two. If they get, if they, if they play a good game and lose a close game, I'm still kind of happy. As long as they make it out of the first weekend, I'm okay with this. With this Michigan State team. But Josh, I think that's everything for Detroit sports. Are we missing anything, buddy? Uh, no. I think we're all set there, sir. Well, let's take our conversation and let's look at. Things more broadly, let's let's move away from Michigan State because, unfortunately, they're not joining us for the rest of the Big Ten tournament. Let's continue our Big Ten tournament breakdown under our Big Games of the Week segment. So, so, Josh, right off the rip here, we have number eight in the Big Ten Maryland versus number one in the Big Ten Michigan. What are your thoughts on this game, so, I think Michigan's going to be kind of pissed after losing to Michigan State
1: on Sunday. Uh, I think that one kind of hurt. So I think Michigan wins. I think the spread right now is Michigan minus eight. Um, I know what I want to go with. You crap um, bastard. I'm not, I'm not, this is not in any of my picks. I would say Michigan covers. Actually, you know what no i I think Michigan just wins. I'm not gonna say they cover okay, I like that
0: better. I'm not betting on this game though i think oh, I, I like that even better. I'm real proud of you it's, it's big steps, big, big steps uh yeah i
1: yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna gamble on any more uh
0: big Ten basketball. Michigan state really got me good today. You know, man, that's a, that's a fair principle. I'm probably going to gamble on this. Uh, I'm not going to gamble on this game. Uh, let me be very clear. Um, I don't want to see Maryland beat Michigan, and I don't want to see Michigan win. So uh, if they could somehow find a tie and both teams lose, I'd be pretty good with that. But honestly, <sighs> Michigan's missing one of their seniors. He got hurt against Michigan State. I can't think Eli of Eli Brooks. Eli Brooks, there it is. Um, you know, he ate up 26 minutes a night for the Wolverines. He's was, he's was a huge um, piece of their team. I mean, he's not the biggest offensive guy. He's not the best defensively, but you know, his veteran leadership is important. Oh, without a doubt. Um, and he ate up big minutes in a, in a big way. Very and, very underrated defender as well. Yeah, I agree with you there. So without him in in this tournament, and um, if you're a Michigan fan, you know you're hoping to see him back. I think it's season ending now. I, I I didn't get a chance to see the medical report so I'm not 100% but I I don't I, think he's coming back this year. I what I'm hearing is that it's a ankle sprain I think
1: um or if, yeah I think it's an ankle sprain so it sounds like he's done. For the Big Ten tournament, he won't be playing at all. But I think there is optimism that he can be back uh, next okay. co- next week for, you know, March Madness. when that Oh,
0: okay. Back. That's big. If you're a Michigan fan or Josh who bets on Michigan, that's pretty big for you. Woo! But um, in this particular game without Eli Brooks, I don't – if it's an eight-point spread, I don't think it's – I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But – I think Josh and I are in content, or I think we're in agreement here. Michigan's going to win this game. By how much is it's pretty much anybody's guess. Moving on, Josh, we have the Ohio State University against Purdue. Yanni takes on this one. Good sir,
1: let's see. I thought I liked Ohio State. I thought they were going to pummel Minnesota. They were in my picks last week to cover, or not last week on on Tuesday's episode to cover. They didn't. Um, Purdue's a really good team, especially with Travion Williams. He's an absolute force in that seven four freshman kid that they have too. He's a, I mean he's seven four. That's usually helpful. This is kind of sort of a home game for Purdue. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Purdue. I think OSU's favored right now. I believe they're minus one and a
0: half. They are minus one and a half, um, and they're minus I think one fourteen money line. But Purdue is uh, no Ohio State is. Oh, Ohio State. Yeah. However, right Josh, now. this is oh, it's the last time I looked, which is a couple hours ago. But this is the this game I have in my picks. So unfortunately, Ooh. I cannot give. Away any picks, but I will give a little bit of commentary here. I agree with you. I think that this is almost a home game for Purdue. I think Purdue this, is
1: sorry, sorry to cut it. you off. Right, Purdue you. plus 106 money line, Ohio State my, minus 124.
0: Oh, it's draw, like So the money is starting to favor OSU a little bit. Okay, that makes a little bit of sense. Um, I think this Ohio State team is really good. I think that. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point now that any sport that Ohio State's playing, they're going to be good in. Doesn't really just matter. A, just about. Yeah. So, <sighs> I think athletically, Ohio State probably makes sense, but size wise, I think Purdue looks a little bit better. I mean, anytime you have that seven, anytime you have an athletic seven foot four motherfucker on your team, that's tough. But like I said, Josh, I don't want to get too far into it because that is one of my picks. Let's move on to the next game. And I think this is the bitch bowl of the year. We have Rutgers versus fucking Illinois. Illinois has been fucking pissing me off. Their Twitter... Illinois fans, uh, they have gotten me walked out of Illinois as a school. Before, recently, I was like, oh my god, Illinois, yay. Like, you guys are finally fucking doing something for the first time in in your entire school existence. But then... I saw their fans on Twitter and it just sent me the wrong way, Josh. And like, that's wrong of me. I should be more mature, but it's sports. And the best part about sports is that you don't have to be logical. You don't have to be mature. You can just write them off. And I'm going to do that because they pissed me off. They bitched out our boy, Matty Sissoko. And then they complained that Michigan fans were chirping them about their AD and a couple of other players. And it's like, all right, you can't, You can't talk shit and then not get shit talked back to you and then bitch about that, you know? Like, fuck off. Grow the fuck up. So with that being said, I'm taking Rutgers, but I think Rutgers are a bunch of crybaby bitches too because for whatever reason, this is the two teams that are terrible at everything else that they do, and they're doing well at basketball. So like, oh, my God, we're the best ever. Like, fuck off. Fuck you, Illinois. Fuck you, Rutgers. But fuck you, Illinois, a little bit more. I think Illinois wins this, but I want Rutgers to. Yeah, I, I'm. I have to say, I'm kind of the same
1: way. Uh, Rutgers is, I think, an underrated team. I think they, they they can be sneaky in in March Madness and make a you know maybe maybe make it to the second weekend, make it to that uh, Sweet Sixteen. We'll have to kind of wait and see. I don't believe the line is out yet for this game. It's not. Not that it's I not, saw Okay. Yeah. I I didn't see it either earlier. Um, but I like uh I think I like Rutgers to cover, but Illinois to win. Too much yeah. Kofi
0: Cockburn and would Sumo. Well. Yeah, I'm I think I'm aligned line with that. Uh let's move on, Josh. Whiskey over Iowa. oh. Fuck fuck Iowa. Um they're in my fuck you group as well. Uh we've talked about it on the show before, so I don't really need to relive old beef. Don't like Luca Garza. Sure, he's a great guy. Who does? Who the hell does? Seeing him get emotional about his jersey getting retiring like really hit me in the heartstrings. But like, all like, it doesn't matter. It's sports, Josh. We've I've discussed this before, really recently, like a couple seconds ago. You don't need to be logical in sports. You can just write people off. So fuck you, Luca Garza. Fuck you, Iowa, Wisconsin. I've never really hated. Um, yeah, let's go for it. Why not? All right.
1: Um I'm going to say Wisconsin covers actually. Yeah. I think, I think Wisconsin, Wisconsin wins this. I don't think Wisconsin wins this. I think Wisconsin covers and Iowa wins. I think Luka Garza, the Big 10 player of the year is just too much to handle. It's
0: he just somehow always gets his fucking way. Yeah, but out of the seeding, out of all of the four games that we just covered out of like Big 10 seeding, I think the most probable upset would be this Wisconsin versus Iowa game. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, or that, or
1: Ohio State and Purdue. Yeah, one of the one of those two, I would say. But I think Wisconsin over Iowa would be more would be more of an upset. But even you know. Ohio State's favorite against Purdue, so I don't That's really what know what would, I, mean, yeah. I don't know what would be considered an upset, but yeah, based on you know the, the teams left in the rankings, Wisconsin would be an upset over Iowa.
0: I think it's I think it's definitely possible. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to how much the refs are going to suck Luka Garza's dick. Good point. Good point. Um, it's hard to say, but if it's anything like the Michigan State game earlier today, I mean Thursday. I mean, who cares? Like it, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but I do think that Wisconsin can have a chance here. I don't think that Wisconsin has a chance outside of that. And I do think that Iowa's gonna be pretty committed. I think Lucas is gonna probably give it his all. But um I, I I guess we'll see, Josh. Uh so we're about done here on our big game update. But before we go, before we move on to our last segment, which is always our picks, I wanna start with a little pre picks, Josh. On the spot, right now, who do you thinks in the Big Ten championship game, and who do you think wins? I'm gonna
1: say um, I'm gonna say Michigan and Illinois, and I say Illinois wins it. okay, I think Illinois wins the Big Ten championship. Uh, I think they're the better team. I think no Eli Brooks is definitely really going to hurt Michigan. I think you're going to see what kind of a player he was to this team. Not necessarily offensively. He, I mean, he was. Don't get me wrong. He was an offensive threat. He could shoot the ball, um, but just his you know leadership and his defense. Um, th- those were what stood out to me for
0: him on the team. I'm taking Purdue versus iowa even though i just said wisconsin's gonna upset everybody interesting um, i think I'm fading yourself yeah I'm, f- I'm fading myself which is how you know that i don't trust myself right now uh, <laughs> i'm taking i'm taking purdue in that in that matchup uh purdue's my dark horse because purdue's done the least wrong to me <laughs> so i don't have Fair. anything else to base it off of I don't i'm not a big basketball guy so i think that that makes the most sense to me um I think Michigan, like you just said, without Eli Brooks, going to be difficult. I think that Illinois team's like too big to fail kind of mentality, so I think no. they're going to, I think they're going to kind of like trip over themselves a little bit.
1: Yeah, and one more thing I want to add about Michigan is, you know, you made that point about not having Eli Brooks. Michigan's a really good team, but I, they're about six or seven dudes deep, and that's about it. After that. I, they may even. They might only be eight deep, and if that's the case. You know, Eli Brooks is gone. Now you're only seven deep. So one guy gets into foul trouble. Now you're throwing in the guy, not a lot of experience. You know, maybe he's not comfortable with the playbook, Uh, the speed of the game. It kind of gets to him, turnovers, fouls. It's just turns into that's that's how a four point game turns into a 12 point game.
0: Exactly. man. I think Eli Brooks is going to you you hit the nail right on the head. He's going to prove his absence is going to prove how important he was to this team. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, which is why I really like, I just, I don't know, man. Purdue's been speaking to me since I saw the fucking, um, since I saw the bracket here. And I really just think that they have a chance here. I don't know. Anytime I see a big seven foot four motherfucker, I just get, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to go against that, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's where I stand. I'm I'm, I'm going to take Purdue. I'm going to take Purdue. You're taking um, Illinois, Sam? Yeah. All right, perfect. Well, I'm sure we'll be wrong as fuck. Can't wait to talk about that on next week's show. And continuing with that idea of us being wrong as fuck, let's move on to our last segment and our last part of the show here. Our picks, Josh. Josh, I want to start with you. You went a convincing zero for three last week. Tell us a little bit about that, sir.
1: I did. I did. It was a brutal. It was a brutal day today. Uh, my three picks were MSU Moneyline, wrong. Timberwolves, Pelicans, uh, Pelicans, Moneyline, and the over, wrong. Overhit, Pelicans lost by 30. And then I had Ohio State and Minnesota, Ohio State minus the to cover. They only won by four. So I'm wrong. So I've decided to really just venture out. Um, so I've got three different sports. For, wow. For, for my picks. I'm sorry, not three different sports, three different leagues. Wow. Still, still wow. different. But That's it's still pretty out there. I'm gonna. All right, do I be not? I, I'm. I put this in here because I needed your opinion. Do I fade myself because I'm doing so poorly, or do I go with my first pick? I think I trust you. Got here.
0: I don't know what that is. Go with your first pick then. Okay. Fading right. yourself is a dangerous, dangerous game, Josh. The second you start fading yourself, this is the second that, like, nothing. You start to not see the board even less than you're currently seeing the board. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, first pick is
1: tonight. Friday night. Seton Hall versus Georgetown. I'm taking the over. 141. Okay. Uh, I counted. A little bit of research. Last two times these teams have both played, they scored over 145 points. Why not? I don't Why watch not? the Big East basc- I don't watch the Big East basketball at all. Hammer the over in Seton Hall versus
0: Georgetown. Why not? I like Seton Hall there too, just in general. Interesting. My first pick of the weekend. Uh, I went one and two last weekend. Uh, Austin Matthews. God bless your soul. Only reason you I'm still only have eight wins. Fuck off! Um, it's not. It's not. i thirteen. It's not about how you win. It's about no. It's about how you win, not how many. I'm just gonna reverse all the uh, age-old idioms tonight. Just can, I can't. I love this. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta craft your own story, my guy. You can't you can't jive with what the rest of the world's telling you to do. You gotta you gotta blaze your own path. Hell yeah! And in blazing my own path, I'm sticking to my own self here. I'm going to go Purdue moneyline against OSU. Interesting. Talked about a little bit earlier. I think that Purdue is hungry. Um, Purdue's they got robbed in the 2019 tournament against I think Virginia, if my memory serves me correctly. They lost in like a double overtime on a buzzer beater. Um, that team's obviously two teams ago now, so it doesn't it doesn't quite carry over naturally, but like. I think that Purdue is always one of those teams like Michigan State that just turns it on in March, turns it on in the tournament. I think that they've been disrespected in the Big Ten. Uh, I think they've been counted out in the Big Ten. I think that Ohio State is favored for a good reason, but I think maybe overvalued. Uh, No doubt their athleticism, as I said earlier, but that size of Purdue is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I think that if Purdue can stay out of foul trouble, which is – not a guarantee, but if they can do it, I think that they have a really good chance of being this Ohio State team.
1: Yeah, definitely. All
0: right, for my second pick,
1: I'm I'm jumping back into the NHL waters, and I'm going with a team that screwed me tonight. I am taking the Tampa Bay money line against Nashville
0: Saturday night. See, Josh, it's interesting you say that because it's also my second pick of the week, um, and I love that. For us. I love that we we decide to uh, collab here, go down the same route. I think that, you and I both thought the same thing at the same time. And that's how we got to this point. (laughs) Tampa Bay coming off a six game road street or road game, six road game, little vacation, if you will. They're going home. They have two days of rest. They got embarrassed by the worst team in the league. They're going up against another bad team in the league. I think it's pretty easy. I mean, I don't know. What the, no one knows what the lines are yet. It's a little bit too out there. But what, do you, what are you, what are your predictions for the line or the yeah. final score? No, no for the for the line two seventy. Yeah, I was gonna say two thirty five, two seventy, somewhere in there. I think Florida. I think Tampa Bay probably wins this by two, <laughs> two or three. Um, I wouldn't really? move the line. Think- I wouldn't. I wouldn't move the line on that. Uh, but I don't. So would you see- take? Would you take them minus one and a half? If Andre Vasilevsky is starting, and if Pecorino is starting, yes. Interesting. Uh, the goalies matter in that that aspect, so it's a little bit too early to tell. But yeah, I think that they cover. Um, I think that they cover. But I'm going to take the money line because I'm I'm trying to improve my eight win record as Josh Love to point out yep all right josh give me give me your fucking 13 win record give me your last pick my third and final
1: pick is going to be sunday um the pelicans over is like something i have an addiction to because it usually hits so i'm taking the clippers and pelicans over that game will be nationally televised another reason why i want to take that game just so i can watch it and be invested. Okay. Okay. Also, not a pick, but a pick I wanted to kind of throw out there because I saw statistics, and I, like, love statistics, and I'm probably still going to go with this statistic, even though I'm on such a bad bender that I may just fade myself. But the uh, Houston Rockets are 1-13 against the spread since Christian Wood has been out, and they're 0-14 straight up in their last 14 games. And they play the Utah Jazz tomorrow night. Um, That's... That's I'm go I think I'm gonna hammer the uh uh yeah, I wanted to put it in my picks. It's not an actual pick, but for the listeners, you're welcome. I'll uh, I'll I'll
0: make this as a side side bet. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm probably gonna take the Houston Rockets. Wow, you're fading me. I mean, they have to win at some point, right?
1: Um, You would think, but that organ, low key, that organization is falling apart. PJ Tucker has now requested a trade. Uh, I think DeMarcus Cousins is either being bought out or wants a trade or is being cut. Something that whole organization is—they're blowing everything up, and uh,
0: it's it's ugly down in Houston, and it escalated incredibly quickly. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I know that it has but I mean Christ a, a pro team can't lose it can't lose 15 in a row so I'm gonna have to I, I don't know if I bet on it but I might that intrigues me my last pick though is gonna be Colorado money line on Sunday against the LA Kings Colorado has been absolutely fucking me while betting uh, they've been rude about it too there's been no decency been very mean and I'm going to go back to the well here. Like, yeah, I've been wrong on them constantly. But, like, this time is going to be different. The LA Kings suck. Colorado is should still be good. Um, I'm going to have to try with them, you know. And, Josh, I have a little side one, too. Lay it on me. You were asking me earlier about picks. And you're feeling down on yourself. So I said, go Chelsea versus Leeds in English Premier League soccer. You scoffed at such a suggestion. So I'm putting it out there for the listeners. <laughs> Chelsea versus Leeds. Leeds doesn't win games. You know what? Do we want to make this a four-bet week? No, no. We're going to go threes. You got to be traditional uh, here. All right, all right, all right, Also, wouldn't want to put a reputation on fucking soccer, but... <laughs> Chelsea versus Leeds. Chelsea's the home team. I think Chelsea's a lock. Fade me if you want, but Leeds doesn't win games, so fuck them. I haven't watched EPL. I haven't watched soccer since the last time the U.S. was actually in the World Cup. Yeah, I was going to say, I never watched soccer unless it's the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, the last time I watched soccer was like the the USA chant one that like every high school did forever uh, when I was still in high school. But anyway, Josh, those are our picks for the weekend. Don't see how we possibly lose. We're going to go 4-0, and even though we're only counting 3-0. and Can't wait. Should be a great time. We have a pretty huge fucking weekend ahead of us here. Uh, we only broke down the Big Ten, but as Josh mentioned on the top of the show, all Power Five conferences are having their, their tournament weekends this weekend. Uh, Selection Sunday Sunday, obviously. March Madness is right around the corner. Spring is in the air a little bit. We have spring forward on Sunday. It's here, people. We've survived the winter. Warmer months are ahead of us. Positivity's in the air. Let's win some fucking money. Let's have a good time. Everyone have a great weekend. Have a great Friday. Cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. Josh, have a one, buddy. well, Trevor? Peace. Peace.